0: on free agency action locally. My guess is you're going to be waiting quite a while still. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll also check out. Hilberto... Celestino, and I apologize if I didn't completely nail that name, was signed by Ben Charrington yesterday to a minor league deal. And I know, I don't care either. He's had some injury issues over the past year. Spent a couple of cups of coffee with the Twins in a couple of years before that. He's 24 years old. I, I Again, I don't care. But that's been it. Okay, (laughs) that's all that's happened since Major League Baseball opened up its free agency period a couple of weeks ago. That's it. That's it. And this is the year, remember, that they're going to spend, that they're committed toward competing, toward contending. This is year five of this front office. And no, no, no. I'm not here to take the lowest hanging fruit and say, where is everybody? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what you show up with in Bradenton. That's it. So there are months yet to have this play out. But I did take the time in preparing for this program to look at the list of available starting pitchers in free agency. And I got to tell you, it's really grim. There are some. Pitchers, there are some arms you'd take in a heartbeat. But there aren't that many that are in the affordable range. And then once you go past those guys, the ones that would be somewhere in the, you know, in the 10, 11, 12 range, a little more than the eight that Rich Hill got, for example, last offseason, you're you're hitting Osvaldo Beto territory and Beto signed. Yesterday with the Athletics. Major League contract. Dude at a 5.86 ERA in Pittsburgh. Not one person who stepped into PNC Park in the past six months will miss Osvaldo Beto, but he signed a Major League contract. That's kind of where this market is right now. Lance Lynn, who's 36 years old, had a 5.73 ERA last season, signed yesterday to return to St. Louis for $11 million. And if the Pirates had signed Lynn, no one would have cared. No one would have gotten excited. No one should have. I mean, he's an innings eater. He made the 32 starts. That's always the golden number. For a starting pitcher, that's been the case for years. It's not going to change. At least not, I don't think anytime soon. There's value in getting innings out of somebody. There's at least some value in the fact that he had 13 pitching wins it means that he, you know, if you take a look within those starts in which he was credited with a win, that he probably pitched okay. That he probably gave you a chance to win. But this is the golden prize to be had in this context. So don't be getting stoked because you look at the list and you see that Blake Snell's still available. Snell's not coming here. None of the guys who are at the top of that tier in the projected values of, let's say, 20 million and up, None of those guys are coming to Pittsburgh. None of those guys will even be made serious offers by Pittsburgh or offers at all. So in a way, the fact that the Pirates haven't done anything yet, again, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of logical. If you're Charrington, you have to either wait for prices to fall or, and here I go, You've got to do something else to bring these players to Pittsburgh. Because the ones who are going to have a choice are going to go where the most money is offered. That can't be the Pirates. I know nobody wants to hear that, but it can't. Because agents aren't dumb. And all they do with an offer that they get from the Pirates is to go back to one of the teams that has a zillion dollars to spend and say, Hey, The pirates just offered us 15 million for our guy. You give us 16 and he's yours. And they can do that into infinity and they have done that. The example that I often cite is that of Jay Hap. A lot of people gave the pirates, specifically Bob Nutting, as if he's even involved in this sort of thing, which he's not. They gave the pirates a ton of grief for losing Hap because they'd also lost A.J. Burnett to retirement in that same offseason, the fact is the Pirates had no chance at Hap. I was told about this both from within the team and by Hap's representation at the time that this was a, a very legit and honest attempt that was made by Pittsburgh's front office at the time to keep him. And it didn't matter because whatever the Pirates would say, the Blue Jays, who were owned by Canada's largest phone company, would just say, okay, add a million. And that's going to win every time. There's no sentimentality. There's no, he'd love to come back because they just made it to the playoffs together in 2015 and won 98 games. That's almost never a variable in these things. When you're on the open market, you as an athlete and your representation are constantly mindful of the fact that this is your chance. This is what you worked toward in terms of income for you, for your family, to pass along to your kids for investments and whatever else here. And that if you're Sticking around with a certain team just because you kind of like the vibe or you like the city or whatever else here, your own agent and the Major League Baseball Players Association will stick in your face the amount of money that you're leaving behind. They'll show it to you. They'll say this is what you're doing and you're doing it to your kids, you monster. (laughs) You get the idea. That actually happens. So this isn't going to be a situation where the Pirates outspend anybody. It's going to have to be a situation where they make trades. And when you make trades, you've got to give up, obviously, to get. And to me, that means giving up some younger talent, whether that's in the minors or whether that's already in Pittsburgh that's how i see this playing out if you're going to get starting pitchers who are more impressive than lance lynn when we come back j1q this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at north shore tavern that's directly across federal street from pnc park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word experience Today's J1Q comes from Keith, who says, DK, isn't the most terrifying thing about Paul Skeens that there's a legitimate concern that the coaching staff completely screws him up, making the investment in him worthless. Um, Yeah. Thanks for listening today, everybody. That's it. That's the end of the show. No, really. Yes. I I, I don't know how else to honestly answer that. Because this situation that the Pirates have with the caliber of both of their pitching and hitting coaches is such that, repeat after me, players don't get better under their tutelage. They just don't. If anyone wants to argue that with me, please do. Please come at me with names, with numbers. Even with examples like so-and-so improved his changeup under Oscar Marine, or so-and-so learned how to pitch out of tougher situations from Marine, or so-and-so ramped up his velocity under Marine because of Marine's vast knowledge of biomechanics, one of the main reasons he was hired from Houston. Come at me. Bring it. Come with all guns loaded on this front. But you won't. Because you can't, because it's not the case, not for either the pitching or the hitting coaches, and that's a massive problem that this organization refuses to even acknowledge, much less address, so now here you are entering a season in which Skeen's the number one overall pick in the draft, a pitcher so talented, so poised, so everything, that there were people saying while he was at LSU that this was the best pitcher to come into any draft since Steven Strasburg. And I will remind you that Garrett Cole came through the draft since Stephen Strasburg. A lot of really, 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 really good pitchers have come through the draft since Steven Strasburg. And they're going to let this kid get taught, instructed, influenced, altered, who knows what, by someone who, and I say this with no malice, dude's a really nice guy, Marine, but someone who has a track record of improving no one, and in fact, has had precisely the opposite effect on Rwanzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz and Quinn Priester and a lot of other players who had been seen as having talent. And then, poof, they're just gone. They're just gone. Like magic, they're gone. Where did they go? I don't know. Why? Because they send them back to Indianapolis because it's clearly something that they did wrong or something that's a shortcoming on their end. They're not in Pittsburgh anymore, out of sight, out of mind. If you don't see them, you won't complain about them. You'll forget about them, and you'll just worry about whatever Osvaldo Beto they happened to throw on the mound that night. This is a big, 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 big issue for this franchise as a whole. Because you can't keep adding talent, or adding even perceived talent, and then just letting it fade away into nothingness and blame it on the prospects I appreciate the question, I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates we're going to do another one of these tomorrow